Chapter Thirteen of *The Girl Next Door* by Augusta Yule Seaman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jennifer Dalman. Via Wireless. It was a week after the events of the last chapter. The girls had gone regularly every day to visit Cicely. It was Marcia who had finally mustered up the courage to ask Miss Benedict if Cicely could not go into the garden and enjoy some outdoor air and sunshine miss benedict had hesitated at first but at last she conceded that cicely and the girls might sit in the garden if they would go out of the house by the small side door and remain on that side of the house they found that this door was on the opposite side of the house from cicely's room consequently they had never seen it and they soon discovered one reason at least why miss benedict wished them to remain exclusively on that side it was screened both back and front by thick bushes and trees and at the side above the garden wall rose the high blank side of a building unrevealed by a single window here they were as absolutely screened from public view as if they were within the house here also was an old rustic bench and table and they spent several happy mornings in the secluded spot sewing reading and chatting cicely seemed fairly to open out before their eyes like a flower-bud expanding in warm sunny atmosphere only at times now did she show any trace of the frightened repression of their earlier acquaintance they seldom talked about the mystery surrounding her because they had discovered that any allusion to it only made her uneasy unhappy and rather silent moreover further discussion of it was rather useless as they seemed to have reached a point in its solution beyond which progress was hopeless so they talked gaily about themselves and their own affairs sometimes of their former home in northam the pleasant new england village occasionally cicely would reciprocate by allowing them glimpses of her life in the obscure english village town which she had come only rarely did she allude to the circumstances of her present home and though the girls secretly ached to know more about it they were too tactful to ask any questions one query whose answer they could not guess was this who was the other mysterious old lady kept so closely a prisoner in her room by miss benedict and why was she so kept marcia and janet were never tired of discussing this question between themselves that it was a relative they could not doubt and they recalled one or two remarks miss benedict had dropped particularly when she had said we that is i have some means the we must certainly refer to herself and the other one but could that other one be mother sister aunt or cousin and why was there so much secrecy about her cicely had only said that miss benedict referred to her as the lady in there who is not very well but why conceal so carefully just an ordinary invalid you can never tell though remarked janet decisively one night when they had been discussing the matter with aunt minerva were you ever more stunned marcia than at the reason that she gave for having all of the shutters closed i think it was the most pitiful thing i have ever heard i could have just sat and cried about it and it was so different from all the awful things we'd imagined perhaps there is just a good reason for this other mystery but what puzzles me broke in aunt minerva impatiently is why that woman if she is so wealthy doesn't go to a good oculist and have some treatment for her eyes they can do such wonders nowadays why on earth does she endure it 
i have never heard of anything so silly i suppose it's for the same reason that she wouldn't have a doctor when she hurt her ankle said marcia she evidently doesn't want a stranger in the house even for such important things as those one day cicely asked marcia why she never brought her violin since the occasion of the first visit and requested that she bring it with her the next day and give them a concert so on the following day marcia came armed with her violin case and also an interesting new book from the library that she thought cicely would enjoy let's read the book first cicely elected so sitting in the secluded corner of the garden the three spent a happy morning reading aloud turn about while the others worked at their embroidery at last when all were tired cicely begged marcia to play and she laid her book aside and took up the violin what shall i play she asked something lively no said cicely play something soft and sweet and dreamy i feel just in that mood to-day it's too hot for lively things marcia played the leeds lieberstrom and a lovely setting of the old scotch song loch lomond and after that melody and f and then at cicely's entreating glance she drifted as usual into the Marie. do you know said cicely when she had ended i believe i must have heard the thing when i was a baby it is the only reason i can think of that it seems so so familiar and yet unless i'd hear it a great many many times then i don't think it would have made such an impression on me and where could have i heard it play it again marcia please marcia obligingly began but she had gone no farther than the first few measures when the door opened and miss benedict appeared she seemed very much agitated and her bonnet and veil donned in an evident hurry were slightly array i beg you she began turning to marcia not to play any more i er it is it is not because it is not beautiful but it is slightly disturbing to someone inside why of course i won't miss benedict said marcia dropping her bow i wouldn't have done such a thing if i dreamed it would have disturbed any one it isn't it isn't that i don't love it stammered miss benedict for i do but it seems to be very upsetting too she hesitated just for a fraction of a moment and then seemed to take a sudden resolution to my sister she ended flusteringly as though the simple omission carried something damaging in it it required strong self-control for the three girls not to exchange glances oh i hope i haven't done her any harm cried marcia contritely no she it has just made her a little nervous she will be all right soon i trust but i notice that it has had the same effect before went on miss benedict i fear i shall have to ask you not not to play again in her hearing and i am very sorry for both cicely and myself and she retreated into the house again closing the door softly on the way back to the luncheon that noon the girls excitedly discussed the newest turn of affairs and the newest revelations made by their strange neighbor and so absorbed were they in this fresh interest and so anxious to impart it to aunt minerva that they scarcely noticed that she was laboring under a suppressed excitement quite as great as their own indeed she paid but scant attention to the recital and when they had finished her only comment was very odd very odd indeed but you can never guess about the news i have 
no no of course i can't guess tell us quick cried marcia impatiently it's something wonderful i know miss minerva made no reply but suddenly laid a wireless telegram before them marcia snapped it up and read aloud change of sailing plans will be home in two days edwin brett hurrah hurrah she cried father's coming a whole two months before we expected him now we'll hear something about the bracelet and who knows what will happen after that end of chapter thirteen via wireless